Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I hope everyone is enjoying this week. Before we get started, I want to send a shout out to my mom and dad, who I just dropped them off at the airport this morning. (laughs) Um, They are on their way out of the country celebrating 30 years of marriage. And so... I wanted to congratulate them. I hope you guys are not listening to this episode while you're (laughs) on the beach somewhere. I hope you're enjoying uh, the sunshine and each other's company. And I just want you guys to know that uh, me and Alexis and the rest of the family, we're celebrating with you. I'm so happy for you guys and uh, inspired by the love that you guys share with each other that radiates to everyone around you. So I love you guys. Happy anniversary. Um, I also want to start off by thanking everyone who is a supporter of the show, as well as a supporter of the Katina's ministry. I say this every week, but um, we could not do what we do. I couldn't do this show if it weren't for the people who uh, support my family's ministry and um, give generously to them financially. And I want to remind people that if you'd like to become a partner with the Katinas, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. You'll see a give button there. Just click on that and it'll take you where you need to go. All right, that's that. And we'll move on to today's guest. It's a first-time guest. I think it's been uh, maybe a month or so since I've had a first-time guest, but I would like to welcome to the show my Uncle David Pritchard. Uncle, thanks for being here. Hey, it's great being here. Thanks for the invite. I, uh, I got a text yesterday from my Uncle Yeti, he said, hey, Josh, did you know Uncle Dave's in town? I said, no, I didn't. And he said, well, I, you should t- text him to see if he wants to be on the podcast. And that was a quick text. Um, I've had, so I've had your son-in-law, Johnny, and your son, Tana, on the show. And now this is the third Pritchard or Pritchard-related interview that I've done on the show. Um, I love having your family here, Uncle. Um, but to, just to start us off, I'd like to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience. Um, tell us a little, a little bit about yourself, and if you wouldn't mind, um, just share how you're connected to the Katina family. That'd be great. Wow, this could be a long introduction. <laughs> Go for it. We got as much time as you want. Uh, well, so um, it's a little bit about me. Uh, I love, by the way, your shout out to your folks because uh, 30 years—that's that's awesome and. Uh, I've been married for 40 years. We wow. just, uh, Kelly and I just share, uh, celebrated our 40-year anniversary last summer. Congratulations. Yeah, so um, so been married for 40 years. We have uh, 11 kids, so uh, eight biological, and then we adopted three kids from Ethiopia about 12 years ago now. Man, time flies. Wow. And uh, we have 16 grandkids hmm. and one on the way, uh, so that's... Uh, a little bit of our family. We're spread out all over the U.S. now. We're in 
we're in Washington with, uh, I think, five of our kids, and then there's three here, and one in at Fort Benning, and one in Washington, D.C., and one in California. So we're, we're all over the place right now. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the, the connection to the Katinas goes way back. Uh, in fact, I was, I was just talking to my kids about this uh, uh, earlier this week. Uh, when your, uh, your Uncle Yeti was, was uh, just a toddler, uh, his, your grandpa was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And so your grandma, uh, my Auntie C.I., uh, and your Uncle David and Uncle Sam were, were living at our house in Lakewood. And so I was a little kid. You know, I'm a little older than, than uh, Sam, but, uh, you know, I remember him as a toddler at our house. And so, you know, we've, we've obviously, blood-wise, we go way back. Um, but then that's, you know, we've, we've stayed connected to, you know, the, the Katinas for my whole life. And I remember trips down to Oceanside and you know, visiting the family and, and then, uh, you know, the, the, the fun part of the intersection was, you know, when, uh, well, I I should say not fun in why it happened, but fun that it happened. Um, you know, when your grandma, uh, got cancer and had to come to Madigan hospital, uh, you know, that brought all of your, your dad and, and his brothers, uh, over to, to Washington and, and so, you know, that that had us intersect again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very directly. And, uh, you know, so a couple of things happened there. One was uh, I got to, uh, in a sense, be your your uh, uncle's first uh, manager, you know, okay. helping yeah. them kind of, you know, I, I remember them singing, uh, you know, in, in, in our my folks' living room. And, you know, I think, I think your Uncle Sam had this little old janky keyboard and you know which was amazing like he could make that thing actually that sounds about right (laughs) (laughs) but it was amazing you could actually make that thing sound Uh cool and you're you know obviously the the guys had a you know an amazing tone and and heart and and uh, but I remember asking him like so what do you guys want to do and they go we want to sing and I said I know but I mean do you want to like sing sing or you guys just like and they're like no we want to sing and so I was like I didn't know anything about you know the industry or anything so I just started you know we didn't have youtube and google back then right. so i just started calling friends and you know found out like oh you need to make a demo tape and you need to uh, anyhow yeah. so we just started put, putting some things together and and that was kind of fun but yeah. the second thing that was kind of fun of that intersection was that's really when um you know my my wife kelly uh, her sister uh kathy was living in tacoma and so I, I called called her at some point and just asked her if she'd check in on my aunt. Mm. And uh, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. He, uh, she, she and Sam ended up uh, together, and you know, through Kathy met uh, your mom. Yeah. And so you know, Joe, your your dad and your mom ended up meeting as well. And mm-hmm. so anyhow, a lot of fun connections wow. that go way back. Lots of history. Too much to <laughs> Too get much, into. I know. It's like, yeah. where do we're, I stop this? All kinds I'm of connections. down a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, thanks for, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that history later on, but thanks for being here again, Uncle. It means a lot that you take time to, to sit down and talk with me. 
Um, so I talked to you b- before the show and let you know that I don't really have a, an agenda for our conversation, um, which is true. But for first time guests, I do kind of have a little tradition where I ask them three three questions. And the first two questions are really things that I'm more interested in. Um, but then the third question is a little bit more about you. So we'll get there when we get there. But All right. I'll start with your first question. And this is, you touched on it a little bit in your introduction um, about you being a grandfather. And I, when I knew you were coming over here, I was thinking about what I would ask you. And I thought I was... I, I was actually thinking about my dad, who is expecting his first grandchild. Here's Roscoe. <laughs> Roscoe is a regular guest on the show. Um, but my dad's expecting his first grandchild. Eli and his wife are um, getting ready for their son to be born here in a few months. But I wanted to ask you, as a veteran grandpa, um, what's your favorite part about being a grandfather? Oh, man. You know, I so I'm... I'm notorious for dad jokes, so forgive me if I end up throwing one of those out here uh, during the course You're of this. You're welcome to. <laughs> but one of my favorite uh, sayings I heard early on being a grandpa was, uh, I, if I'd known being a grandparent was going to be this much fun, I would have started with grandkids. <laughs> uh, but, you know, honestly, I think I think the thing that, and, and I'll say it this way, I don't know that, that uh, Auntie Kelly and I, did this great at first. I mean, you know, we had to learn our way into this, but I think, uh, you know, getting to practice it uh, has made grandparenting uh, even more fun. And Mm. that is, you know, early on we read some stuff and one of the phrases that we've, we've kind of clung to is talked about staying in your lane Mm. as, as uh, the grandparents, Mm. you know, and I think, you know, for, uh, I don't know how much you know about this, but you know, Kelly and I have done a lot of parenting stuff over the right. years, and and uh, you know, when you when you're in that kind of space, you feel like you uh, right or wrong. You feel like you have some information that you want to share, and sure. and uh, certainly with your own kids, and then they start having their own their kids, and you know, your grandkids, and you know, the tendency is to want to jump in and you know. Give them all the information right. you have, and I think you know just hearing <clears throat> somebody that we respect say, "Yeah, stay in your lane," um, was good parent grandparenting advice, mm. but it was also really freeing mm. to just relax and say, "Yeah, we had our chance, and yeah. now we get to let them do their thing, and we just get to be the grandparent and just enjoy." And so, yeah, that would be my biggest thing I'd say to your dad is like. Hey, just enjoy enjoy this. Yeah. Would you um let me ask this. What would you say was the biggest surprise joy of being a grandfather? Like maybe something you weren't expecting that you ended up loving about being a grandpa? Yeah, you know, I think I think the thing that so there's a there's a picture I have in my head. I remember, you know, we have a basement at our at our house, and I remember there was a there was a moment there where one of my grandkids was downstairs with uh, the, my son, Kayla. And, uh, so Kayla's got to be like in his late teens, maybe early twenties at the time. And, uh, I don't remember what was going on, but, but they were trying to get upstairs and Kayla just bounded up the stairs and there's my grand, you know, grandson down at the bottom 
you know, like his uncle Kayla just left him. <laughs> and so, you know, I was able to go back downstairs and just kind of walk slowly up the stairs with my grandson. And uh, I think that's what I've enjoyed is, you know, the the pace of life as you start to get older, right. you know, tends to slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And with your grandkids, like it's perfect. It, yeah. it works out great. I mean, they still have their crazy rambunctious mm -hmm. moments where they're running around, but you know, especially when they're little and they're toddlers, like they're, they're happy to just hold your hand and move slowly and, right. you know, just enjoy being with you, which, mm -hmm. you know, as a grandpa, I love, love dearly. Yeah. What is your, so this is just a curious, curious question. What's your, what's your name to your grandkids? Papa. Papa. Yeah. All of them are. All, Papa? all of them call me Papa. Okay. How yeah. did and how did you guys come up with that? Did you pick that, or did one of the grandkids? No, pick I. It? So I wanted that from a long time ago, and I don't even remember what uh, caused me to want that. But ever since I, I've had kids, and and they started getting older, and we started thinking about like, oh, one day we're going to be grandparents. You know, I was always like, and I want to be Papa. Mm. You know, that was always the. That was always my plan, yeah. you know, and, and, and we acknowledged like ultimately that, you know, our kids were going to have to decide what they were going to sure. have their kids call us. But it was easy because, you know, our oldest Elise was the first and she was very happy to let them call me Papa. And mm -hmm. then that just set the tone. So I was just curious. That's a conversation that's happening in my family now <laughs> is what, what are mom and dad going to be called? And I think we, they have plenty of ideas and hopes but i think it's funny I, I feel like ultimately it's going to come down to what my nephew ends up saying and it'll that'll probably go on for the rest of the kids yeah because i actually on my um on my mom's side my oldest cousin on my mom's side she kind of named my grandparents there and so i called them gam and pa and none of the other cousins on that side. We never had a choice on what we called them. It was just Gam and Pop because well, of my cousin Carly. Well, what's interesting is, you know, what's, what surprised me was when, when the time came to do, do all the naming, yeah. uh, I, I remember asking Auntie Kelly, like, so what do you want to be called? And she goes, Grammy. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? Like that, <laughs> to me, it sounded so uh, different. Yeah. <laughs> but now I can't even imagine her being called anything but that, you know. Yeah, so they she's all, Grammy. She's Grammy. I love that. Yeah. And, and, but it, I was not used to, like, I don't know if I'd ever known a Grammy. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do either. Yeah. But, it's fun. But now, like, like, I, like I said, I can't imagine her not being called Grammy. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Those are some of the fun things that come <laughs> with uh, little ones being born. Well, there's your first question. I'll move on to your second one. And this one is about um, something that I know you and Etsy Kelly and your whole family have, have gone through. Um, but I want to ask you about adoption. And I know you've adopted three kids. And I want to ask, like, what was the initial um, spark or call that made you feel like you and Etsy Kelly thought, we want to do this? Yeah, so, you know, so... I mentioned earlier, we have eight biological kids and I remember, you know, and we've had people ask, you know, young parents ask, so how do you, you know, we're trying to figure out like how many kids to have and, yeah. you know, and, and our standard answer is always the same. We'll start by praying mm. and asking God, like how many kids, you know, do you have for us or you want us to have, you know, um, which that takes us down a whole nother trail. You know, they're like, well, how's he supposed to answer that? And we're always like, well, you know, he's a big God. You yeah. ask the question, let him worry about, you know, answering. 
Um, but, you know, as we were praying along the way, um, you know, we always felt like we were supposed to, you know, keep having kids or at least be open to it. And then I remember when Cena was born, our, our eighth, um, we just had this sense like that was it. You know, we're we're done having kids. Mm -hmm. But at the time, we both kind of looked at each other and said, at least from these bodies. Mm. And so at that point, we were open. You know, we were driven probably by, you know, a couple of things. One was that uh, over the years, we've had we've taken in a couple dozen teens over the years, you know, and that means we've had them for anywhere from six months to, you know, some of them we had, we still kind of have, they, we, they still stay in touch. And, and so we've always had other kids in our house. So we always thought, yeah, we're still open to that even after we had our last biological child. But we also had always said, you know, we're open to adoption if if something like that would ever come up. I I was never I was never a big fan for us of doing um you know foster care. I think I was always nervous of the system and mm. getting in trouble cuz not wanting to let the kid go back to their parents or whatever that might be. Sure. Um but we were always open to adoption and then, but we never pursued it. And then in our church, we just had a handful of families that were adopting some kids from Ethiopia. And there were, they, they all came back, said, would you guys all pray for, there's this, there's these three siblings that are at the orphanage and they're a little bit older. So nobody's looking and, you know, trying to find them a forever home. And so we prayed for them and, uh, just through a turn of events, sequence of events, um, we became a little more intentional in our prayer and our consideration. And at some point, we brought it to our kids and said, hey, we're praying about, you know, these three kids and what do you think? And, you know, and the kids who were living with us at the time, our youngest ones, you know, they were all like, yes, let's go get them. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, uh, you know, after yeah. uh, praying and talking to all the kids about it, we just felt like, yeah, this is... Let's let's pursue this, and so we started the pro you know it took a year the process yeah. to just get cleared to be able to even do it, and yeah. then another six months to actually go to Ethiopia and mm. do the court thing. And so you actually went to Ethiopia, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, you had to go once to go do the actual adoption in court, and then you had to you actually had to leave them there because then they had to clear the U.S. embassy, and then mm. you you know several months later we went back and cleared the embassy got their stamps and all that and then we were able to jump on a plane with them and come come to the u.s wow. well i love how it feels like at the center of all this is prayer and not even just with adoption but kids in general prayer and i would love to ask you for people maybe there's someone out there listening right now who they think maybe adoption is something that's on their heart or something that uh, could be an option for them. What should they be praying about, or what should they be praying for? Yeah, you know, I think, I think, you know, and and this is true for biological kids too. I think as parents, we um, we oftentimes uh, you, you can do one of two things: you can really overstate your importance as the parent, and you can understate your importance as a parent. Mm. You know, God has a role for us as parents. You know, I mean, and. And, uh, you know, we, we, we often say parents are the first and best disciple. You know, they're the, prim they're the primary disciple makers for their own kids. Because mm. uh, we believe that. Like, we believe parents have that primary role in kids' lives. Um, at the same time, 
I think we overstate our importance in the sense that, you know, they're God's kids, not mm. ours. Yeah. And so I think when it comes to adoption, uh, and like I said, and even our biological kids, I think sometimes we, uh, we worry about, you know, are we the right ones? What if the fit isn't good? What if, and, and so I think we would say start there with your prayer of, you know, just what does it look like to release all of that to the Lord mm. and say, God, you know, we're going to, you know, even when we were praying for those three, like we weren't praying, um, you know, yeah, Lord, make this happen. We were very much just praying, God, get us out of the way. Like if you want us to do this, then, you know, allow that to happen. Uh, if you don't want us to do this, then, you know, shut those doors. Uh, but ultimately, like your will be done. And, you know, I think, again, I think as parents, you know, to just trust, you know, God in that process and not worry, because I, I know a lot of parents that have wrestled with it. And, you know, when their mind starts going into, you know, yeah, but, you know, how will it affect our kids? And, you know, what if, you know, what if we don't do that right? And, and we're always like, stop, you know, mm. you let, you know, let God worry about that piece, yeah. you know. And so I would just say that's the first place to start is just start and say, God, help us to get out of the way. Help us to just trust you and your sovereignty in this. And, um, and, you know, and then obviously, a, as you get further down the road, you know, the prayers start to become a little more direct, you know, like, yeah. hey, you know, I mean, it costs a lot of money to do international adoption. So Lord, help us to raise money, you know, help us to, you know, figure out the the court system, you know, so you do have more intentional prayers. But the beginning ones, I would say, are just very much a prayer of trusting that God has a role for you and, and uh, trust him with all of the details. Wow, that's great. Last question about adoption, and really, it's just, I guess I just want to hear a story. Uh, what was that flight back from Ethiopia with the three your three new children? What was that flight like? Oh my goodness! So you have to understand, like these three kids, they were they were uh, seven, nine, and eleven when we started the process, and they were nine, eleven, thirteen when we got on the plane, hmm. and um, and so when we when we uh, left Ethiopia, they had never been in an airport. They'd never been on an escalator. Mm -hmm. They had never, you know, seen like, you know, the automatic water things. Uh -huh. uh, and so everything was new to them. They also didn't speak a lick of English. Mm -hmm. And we didn't speak a, speak a lick of Amharic. So we knew that was going to be challenging. And uh, <laughs> and so the, the uh, you know, the 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 man that kind of helped us in country with all the connections and all the, you know, translations. Uh, we had dinner at his house the night before we left. And so we were, you know, we were like adamant with him. He, I, I think we made him three or four times uh, talk them through what was going to happen. Okay. So you're going to yeah. go in the airport. You're going to go to lines. You're going to get in the plane. You're going to have to get off the plane. You're going to wait in the airport. You're going to get on another, you know, we, we had him yeah. walk through the whole process yeah. and, and uh, you know, just even talked about, like the bathrooms and all those things. And uh, because we were nervous about that. Sure. And then we got on the plane and all the stewardesses were Ethiopian. So they all spoke Amharic. So uh, it turned out to be, you know, much smoother yeah. than, than we anticipated. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun to see, you know, them discover like a whole new world. Sure. Uh, as, as we were, you know, sitting next to them. Yeah. Just the logistics of traveling with someone who you can't communicate <laughs> oh. verbally with. 
I can't. That sounds very challenging <laughs> yeah. to me. So I'm sure that's a that's a fun memory to look back on. Well, they um, wanted to ride the escalator, sure. you know, a couple of times. Like yeah. that's why, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Awesome, Uncle. Well, thanks. Those are your first two questions, um, and we'll move on to your third question now. And um, this third question is uh, really what this podcast is all about, and it's intentionally open ended. And so I want you to feel comfortable answering it however you'd like to. Uh, but the question is this, what is going on at home? Now, oh, that is a, that is a great question. You know, we're in a, we're in a different stage of life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in our sixties now and, uh, you know, we, <laughs> so it's Kelly and I just have both crazy story. Anyhow, yes. we both in the same week had an operation on our, <laughs> on I heard our, about this. <laughs> So that was just really, uh, really crazy. But, uh-huh. you know, uh, recovery meant laying on a couch. And so as we were laying on the couch, uh, the kids uh, ended up starting to show a bunch of, of our old home movies. Hmm. And so we're watching those. And, uh, you know, and a couple of things happened. I mean, I, I, you know, what was interesting was, you know, we've had we've been in the, the house we're in for over 20 years. And prior to that, we were in a house for about 20 years. And um and so they're, they're almost like two completely different lives. Hmm. Uh, you know, it was when all the kids, the older kids were little kids, you know, their their first birthdays, their second birthdays. Watching all of that just reminded us of a, you know, of a different season of our life. And then, you know, then we had the season in the house that we're in right now. And then now fast forward and we're in a, now a, in a sense, like a third season mm-hmm. uh, of, of life where, you know, uh, and to Kelly and I are grandparents and you know like we're here in nashville visiting grandkids yeah. i've got an older i have two of my older sisters living with us we have three level house and one of them is upstairs and one of them is downstairs with her husband and mm-hmm. and uh you know so my kids kid about it being a you know retirement home or something <laughs> and uh but it's you know but it it it, it kind of highlights what i'm saying you know so at home right now um you know we're we're all in a different stage of life and um you know the the kids in our in our town come over every Sunday at five. We do family dinner. Oh, wow. um, if anyone's visiting, they'll always come over with. You know, it's kind of a tradition now. We've been doing for quite a while, um, and so I I think at home right now I would describe it as as uh, learning uh, learning how to really enjoy a, a really new season in life, and it is really sweet because mm-hmm. you know we. Uh, my wife, uh, Auntie Kelly, is she's a master mom and grandma, and you know, so she she does a great job of just being on the phone with all the kids and grandkids mm-hmm. uh, daily. So you know, we're in this season where we're enjoying uh, where where we are in our marriage and in our life, but we're also enjoying like just how to stay connected to all of these kids and grandkids around the country. Right. What are those? Um, you said you guys have dinner on Sundays. What are those dinners like? Yeah, so they're really fun. Uh, you know, we uh, uh, I won't bore you with all the details, but where we've settled out at is, uh, and to Kelly and I will plan kind of the main course, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and then everyone shows up with all the sides. So nice. they'll jump on the family text chain and they'll say, "I'll bring salad. I'll bring nice. fruit. I'll bring drinks." And then everyone just shows up and, you know, Lord's good. It's always this really great feast. And, yeah. But 
you know, as you can imagine, it's not even about the the feast. It's just, you know, all of us together. The the grandkids love coming and and being mm-hmm. there. And and uh, yeah, it, you know, starts at five. And typically, everyone uh, we do pretty good for a bunch of Samoans not being too late getting started. <laughs> but uh, awesome. yeah, everyone shows up. We 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 eat, and then you know, it's it's just sitting around talking for you know a while, and then. Yeah. You know, it's Sunday night, so at some point the grandkids have to off be off and run. Uh huh. As are during the season, are football games on for you guys on the, at those dinners? Yeah. So you know, that's that's a hard one because my kids will all tell you that you know when they were growing up, like there was no TV during uh-huh. during dinner, and so we 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 tried to stick with that for a while, and then it was like, oh, this is too hard. We've got you know. Stanford playing right. or you know whatever right. and uh and so we I would say generally speaking yeah we 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 shut the TV off for dinner and then it comes back on okay. afterwards I hope it's okay if I ask you about this but you guys are going to I think be making the switch from watching a bunch of Stanford games on Saturdays so now you're going to be watching on Sundays is that correct Oh yeah, I, yeah. I'll tell you what it's uh it it is a new chapter in our yeah. family's life and yeah so you know your your uh, <laughs> your cousin Tavita. You know he's uh, he now is uh, going to be. He, what's funny is, you know, we had Tavita for eighteen years, and then he's had eighteen years at Stanford. So literally, wow. half his life was at home, half his life was at Stanford, oh. and now for the first time, he's leaving and mm-hmm. uh, is going to be you know a Washington Commander. Yeah. Which is he's coming our side of the country. I know, it's just, yeah. but it's crazy because I, you know, I'm a Seahawks fan and uh-huh. have been, you know, ever since the Seahawks became the Seahawks mm-hmm. and and they the Commanders actually play in Seattle, so I'm like, oh wow, that's I'm, awesome. And preparing myself, I'm have to be in Commanders gear. <laughs> you can do a, it, Uncle. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be all right. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. Some one of my friends texts me like, oh man, this is gonna be hard. You know, who are you gonna root for? I said. Oh, it's not, not hard. that hard. It's not yeah. hard. It's my son. I'm That's a, awesome. I am a Commanders fan. That's awesome. Well, me too now. <laughs> Go Commanders. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, Tana. I was with Tana a couple weeks ago, and I think it was maybe right before the news came out that yeah. Tavita was moving, and he told me um, that that was happening. I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I was like... Man, his parents are gonna be—they're gonna be coming out here a lot more now. So. <laughs> well, it was hard because you know, first, which you were kind of alluding to when you were even asking the question, it was very hush hush because right. there were a lot of negotiations taking place, sure. and you know, he still had to, you know, figure out Stanford and all that, and uh, so it was nice when we finally could like let people know because it was officially announced. Sure, yeah. I feel like you have been one way or another connected to college football now for so long and that is there still i mean obviously you're still going to be invested and still a fan i guess but the connection is not as close anymore is that a weird thing for you well yeah i mean it's it's weird in the sense that you know i've been doing it a long time you know uh you know played college ball and then of course followed college ball and then of course my sons came in and started playing Mm -hmm. and then coaching and And so, yeah, it's been a you know a lot a lot of years of right. being involved. The other, but the maybe the weirder part about it is, I've had no connection to pro football. Hmm. You know, even though I've had friends play and and teammates play, 
um, other than just watching games. Yeah. Like I've never had any occasion to go kind of behind the scenes mm. and, you know, go to a professional practice. You know, I've just, yeah. I've not done any of that. It's all been mm-hmm. college. So I'm not, I don't know how much I'll get to do any of that, yeah. but whatever I do get to do or, yeah. or end up doing with, with Tavito, it'll all be new, mm-hmm. new ground, which is kind of fun because right. I get to experience for sure. the first time with, you know, with my son. I think it'll be interesting for you to see the differences between yeah, sure. just how they approach everything. I imagine it, it's very different. Yeah. But, well, that is exciting. I, um, I have to ask you this, and if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine, but I, I heard that you and Auntie spent time in the same hospital room for <laughs> unrelated things. What was up? What happened there? Oh, my goodness. So crazy. So Auntie Kelly, you know, just started having pain in her, you know, in her in her midsection. And and, uh, you know, one of our daughters, our oldest, is a nurse practitioner. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I called her over and she yeah, mom, you got to go to the emergency room. And, you know, she was not having that. And so, you know, we promised next morning we go right to, mm-hmm. to you know, urgent care and walked in and the urgent care was like, get to the hospital. So, you know, we get to the hospital and sure enough, they're like, yeah, we need to operate. Wow. So she had to do a, you know, little operation. Uh-huh. And then I was there with her and stayed overnight. And next day my stomach starts hurting and, uh, my daughter comes to visit her, you know, mom, and and uh, I pull her outside. I'm like, Elise, I am hurting. And she's like, well, Dad, you're right here. You know, let's yeah. just go to the emergency room. I was like, oh, we can't do this right now. <laughs> we go down there, and, and uh, sure enough, they're like, well, we need to operate. <laughs> was, like, was it for the same reason as Auntie? No, they were different. different. They just happened to be kind of in the same area. Like hers was... So she, total coincidence. Total coincidence. Wow. Just one of those God moments yeah. because, uh, you know, what ended up happening was our, you know, daughters that lived here, uh, you know, two of them, uh, Kristen, and Danny, and then our daughter in California, they all flew in because we were both going to be laid up for a while. And so that was, you know, that was obviously a, a blessing for us to have, you know, girls that could do that. Right. Um, but the other thing that was crazy was you know, we had developed kind of a relationship, friendship with all the nurses. And so mm. when I came out of surgery, they had moved us both to the same room. <laughs> so we literally were in the same room That's recovering. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so anyhow, wild story, but we have pictures of us in our hospital gown, yeah, matching that hospital is funny. gowns. What are the odds? That's interesting. When I heard about that, I was like, man, what did they eat? So they must have <laughs> No, it wasn't. It had nothing <laughs> it to do just... with what we ate, just... Bad luck things. or good luck. Depends how you look <laughs> at it. Right. But. All right, Uncle. Well, I have one more question for you before we get out of here. And uh, I don't know if I've asked a question like this on the podcast before, but in my own personal life, um, I've asked this question to a handful of people. Um, and it's people who knew my grandmother. I never got to meet my grandma. Mm. And I love hearing stories about her and so as someone who has met my grandmother on this side of heaven i'd love if you could share with me a story of something you remember about her oh man you know i have i have many i'll I'll share this one only because i i just preached a sermon uh a week ago and i actually used this story in the sermon so uh, uh i'll give you a 
a shorter version of the be of the beginning of the story. The, the the bottom line was when I was a little kid, uh, I was also not very smart. I got in a lot of trouble one day. I I decided to go see my friend uh, on my new bike. Uh, I I didn't think my mom would let me go, so I just woke up early, jumped on my bike, and took off to my friend's house. And you know now having been a parent and a grandparent, like I can't imagine. <laughs> What that's like to wake up and your kid's gone and you have no idea where they are. We didn't have cell phones and, you know, no no way to figure out where I was. Anyhow, long story short, I stayed because now I'm scared to come home uh, and then just kept staying. And finally, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure my friend's mom, you know, said this kid's got to go home. Yeah. Anyhow, I leave, I go home and, and they're looking for me. They're out driving around trying to find me. They've called the police, you know, wow. anyhow. So I'm in big, big trouble. And right. uh, this may be shocking to some of your listeners, but uh, my parents did not shy away from spankings. Uh -huh. And I got my butt beat uh -huh. that day. Uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know how bad it would have been, but your mom, like she, she heard the beating and she walked in and she literally just walked between my mom and me and I'm sure she took a couple of those mm. lashes for me and and you know and I and I described that like it's a little bit like you know my it gives me a little glimpse of kind of what Christ does, does mm. for us you yeah. know stepping in between uh you know things that we probably not probably things that we really should be receiving mm. and he takes that for us and uh that wasn't the only time your mom uh, played that role mm. in not just my life, but you know some of my siblings' lives as well. Mm. She was a, she was uh, just super sweet and um, loved loved us and uh, loved the Lord. And you know, yeah, my all my memories. Uh, you know, it's hard for me to even conjure up any memories of her being cross with us or mm. anything. Uh, most most of them are her playing that role in my life. Mm. And then the second picture I'll give you of her is I remember, you know, when your dad was or your grandpa was in uh, Vietnam. So, again, you know, we didn't have what we have now technology wise. So they literally communicated through cassette tapes. Oh, wow. So, you know, she'd record a cassette tape, mail it, you know, so however long it took to get yeah. there. And then for him to finally have time to play it. And then he would record a <laughs> response Whatever you know, so the time, you know, uh, between was was pretty significant. Not quite texting. Not quite texting. <laughs> yeah. You know, definitely not FaceTiming, yeah. and and uh, and so, you know, I have a I have a really vivid picture in my mind of walking into you know their room and her sitting there, you know, teary, just listening to your grandpa's voice, mm -hmm. you know, communicating back to her from you know from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just which highlighted just, you know, the kind of uh, wife she was sure. uh, for, you know, for all those years. Well, thanks, Uncle. Yeah, I love hearing stories about her. And, absolutely. Um, I appreciate you again for being here today and taking the time. I know you've got grandkids to see and and so I'll let you get out of here, but you are welcome back on the show anytime. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. And yeah. and uh just just know this like your um your dad and your uncles uh they have a they have a uh very 
uh, tender spot in my heart. Mm. You know, we've 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 done some life together, and yeah. and uh, and you know, I think the beautiful thing is not all of it rosy. You know, we've we've had our our moments along the way, but what I love is it's it's never. Uh, you know, it's never a hill too big to climb, and and you know, it's been it it actually grows the relationship, and mm-hmm. and I so appreciate you know the the men and dad and soon to be grandpas <laughs> that your uh, your uncles are and your dad dad is you know is and anyhow it's uh, I just have really uh, a, a very tender spot in my heart for all the Katinas, but mm. but certainly you know having watched uh, the guys from you know those early years to today and you know just seeing their hearts always staying focused on the lord is is really sweet to me and so yeah thanks so much for having me thank you uncle i know my dad and his brothers would all say the same about you guys so um i love having some of the pritchards here i hope more (laughs) keep coming but uh love you so much and thanks again for being here love you too thanks josh To those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.